Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to Not Without My Sister. Today we're going to discuss a topic very close to my heart kitchen appliances. Rosemary has been extremely excited by this topic since I have suggested and put it on the calendar. Has not tried to move it from week to week. Oh, uh, once. And suggested dropping it. And then today said, should we just take that off the calendar? What What are we even going to say? This is not without my sister. A podcast where two sisters have the conversation that you always wish you could overhear. I'm Rosemary McCabe and that's Beatrice McCabe. And today we're talking about how would you choose a kettle? <laughs> <laughs> Truly, there's a lot of thought that goes into it. There's a lot of time spent in my mind looking at my kitchen, looking at the things on the kitchen countertop, looking in the presses and going, oh, I just want to throw everything out and start again. If I knew then what I know now, I would never have started these random assortment hodgepodges of plates, cups, bowls. If you were approaching it now from the very beginning, and this all stemmed from this week, I had to replace a kettle. And I was... What happened to the kettle, by the way? Did it just break? Just it stopped just working? stopped working. I had a beautiful Plissé Alessi kettle in black. Again, a purchase I regretted after I was like, I should have bought white. I have neither... Like, I don't have a uniform colour of appliance in my kitchen. So these are all the considerations I wanted to discuss with you, Rosemary. Should all your things in your kitchen be monochromatic? Should they be... One colour, should they be shades of colour? You know, there is a lot more colour in a kitchen now than there was 20 years ago. Well, it's interesting that you should say that because I have the Drew Barrymore for Walmart kettle and I have the Drew Barrymore for Walmart air fryer. And lately I've been thinking that I should buy the toaster and the coffee maker because our coffee maker is very old. And I was like, it's no harm in, well, I mean, it is harm for the environment, right? So I probably shouldn't replace it. It still works. We probably need to just run vinegar through and clear it out or whatever. But 
I was kind of imagining that I wanted to replace everything to have them all look the same. But like you, I bought them in black. And I don't know why I didn't buy them in the nice like sage green or cream even that I think is much brighter because our kitchen cabinets are all dark, like almost black, like a very, very dark brown. And I actually just want to redo my whole kitchen. So that's making me think I'll just wait. And then if I need to replace any appliances, I'll wait until. But then you're like always waiting. Do you know what I mean? Wait for this to be perfect in order to do this, in order to do this, in order to do this. I keep looking at things on Pinterest where I'm like, okay, I'm going to paint my cabinets. I'm going to paint the lower ones a sage green, basically very basic. I'm going to paint the top ones an off-white, like almost white, not quite cream, like um, it's called like articulated beige or something. Sherwin-Williams or what's that fancy brand? Fire and Ball, Fire maybe? And Ball. Anyway, I have all these things on Pinterest and then I want to do like butcher block tiles and the backsplash. But then I'm like, do I want to take down her? Anyway, so the kitchen appliances for me have been put on hold until everything else is done because I would love to have them all be the same and for it to look very coherent but at the moment Beatrice this is embarrassing as an Irish person our toaster lives in the press oh that was going to be one of my questions where does your toaster live and what other appliances can go in the press or in the cupboard well if I could I would put the air fryer in the cupboard because I don't use that every single day whereas I probably use the toaster every day or at least every other day but the air fryer is too big and it won't fit in the cupboard but our toaster is also massive because we got that toaster from Tineco that has like the touch screen so it was between that and the air fryer, basically, and the air fryer didn't fit. So that's why the toaster's in the cupboard. There's a lot to be said, though, for that setup in kitchens where it's a bit like um, hotels, you know, where they have like the open concertina doors or whatever, where you have all your appliances in a row at counter height, but they're actually then hidden behind doors. I don't think I've ever seen that in a kitchen. Yeah. And I'm like, I think I would do that now in a new kitchen if I had a new kitchen. But you did already paint all of your um, doors in your last kitchen didn't you because I to me that seems like something I think I would do really badly like you did a good finish and everything you did do that and it was a lot of work wasn't it it was a lot of work now I gave myself extra work because I didn't sand them down first which now I realize everybody says you need to sand down especially if it's like a gloss finish which it was so I just painted over it with a matte paint and because I hadn't sanded over it I had to do five coats so the first four coats looked rubbish and it honestly took so because obviously you had to let them dry in between it took so long And the first coat I did, I was like, oh my God, I've made a huge mistake. And I thought that right up until the fifth coat. And I went, okay, now it looks one solid color. But I do wonder, because we moved out of that house pretty soon after that, like we sold it within the next six months. And I do wonder how well they held up because the kind of the matte paint over the gloss, I can imagine them chipping off. I can imagine the paint chipping off with any kind of bumps. But thankfully we moved out, so I don't know. How long did it take you to do? I think it took me about a week because I had to take all the cabinet doors off and then have them. It was before I had Atlas, obviously. I wouldn't have been able to do it with him running around and then put them all on. We had a kind of a, I mean, you have to have the space as well. Now I think I'd have to do it in the garage. But in my old house, we had like a big family room, living room. And then we had another little living room at the front. So I used the front living room as the paint room, basically. And I had all the doors up on whatever I could find, like table stools, whatever, up there as one side of them was drying and then you'd flip them over. It was like, fucking ass. Total it did look palaver. great though. What colour did you do again? I did navy. But when we do it for my kitchen, I think once it gets warm enough to stay in the garage, like to stand in the garage all day, that we should do it in the garage and we should buy a sprayer. Oh yeah, I definitely want to buy a sprayer. I'm dying to get a sprayer. Well, you were dying things. to get a cricket and I haven't even used oh, it. Oh, I'm going to. It's ready. I'm getting ready to use it. I'm also afraid that once I start using the cricket, the kids are going to be like cricketing nonstop. Oh yeah. I saw an amazing kitchen on Instagram 
it was Maud Apatow, I think. So like she's 26, right? Which okay. is not like you can have a great kitchen and be 26. Yeah. But the house was, it was like I worked with this interior designer and that. So it's not really hers. And not to not to belittle it, like, but I just, sometimes I'm not sure. I, I mean, I feel the same. Actually, I shouldn't, I shouldn't even bother saying she's 26. I often like feel the same way about any person who uses all the, I'm kind of making no point here. Like, no, go on, let's start again. I saw a beautiful kitchen on Instagram, Maud Apatow, right? So um, she had, she talked about like some interior designer. And I kind of question people who use interior designers. Not like I'd love to use one, but I feel like um, in some cases the celebrity, you know, just steps aside and the interior designer does everything. Because I think a lot of the houses look very generic when they're finished. They don't look like yeah. I had a specific perspective here. Whereas um, Chrissy Teigen and John Legend, like their house was very unique. You know, they, and and I mean, also like ridiculous the amount they spent on it. I don't know personally the numbers because they're not my besties, but like they had, they did several rooms several times over because it wasn't their vision or they didn't like exactly. They changed their mind after they had installed, you know, the custom golden wallpaper. And did they use interior designers or yeah, they, yeah, they, they did it themselves? They okay. did. And I thought that was funny as well, like that you'd have the confidence as as the interior designer not to be like, oh my God, I'm sorry, I didn't realize your vision. You'd be like, no worries, let's spend another 250 grand or 2 million redoing I this know. bedroom for your kids, you know. Being an interior designer must be very hard if you think about it though. Like, like being a stylist, and this is why I think I wasn't a very good stylist, because I wasn't able to think of things that were outside of my taste. You know what I mean? That like everything I styled was like things that I would wear, things that I would like to wear if I was taller, smaller, thinner, fatter. Whereas I feel like the same now. I don't think it's the same. No, no, I don't think it's the same. But what I mean is, as if I was an interior designer, I feel like I would just do every house the way I want my house. Yeah, but I think there's a difference, like because I mean that could just be your own problem, right? I understand what you're saying, but as a stylist, you're hired to bring your eye to the project. You know, but are you not hired to bring your eye to the project as an interior designer as well? But as an interior designer, I think you're hired to bring to life the vision of your client. Okay, yeah. yeah. You know, so you're a designer like versus an artist. Whereas I think as a stylist, you're more on the art side of creating because you're bringing together things and styling them in a way that is your vision of how they should come to life. Unless you're working with like Rankin and they have an art director. Yeah, absolutely. That must be really, really hard because you have three people kind of jostling for the authority to decide the vision, you know what I mean? It must be really stressful. I suppose actually now that I'm going to tell, I'm going to backtrack on this as well, because as well, if you're a stylist working with a fashion brand that already has their clothes and their vision, your job, but your job is to bring your kind of how to wear it. Yeah. And and that's why you choose a stylist. Like if you're choosing in like an up and coming or celebrity stylist, it's because you like how they put outfits together, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you like their, maybe it's not so much about taste. Like it's not so much about the clothes as how they put them together. I think, yeah, it's very much how they style it. Because like I always was confused, you know, before I worked in fashion, I would look at these catwalk shows and go, how, like none of these things are wearable. But then you realize afterwards when you see them hanging on a wardrobe or hanging on a hanger, they're totally normal pieces you know it's just they're tied this way or they're worn inside out or they're layered 15 times over it's to create an image you know to bring a mood to life it's not necessarily this is how I'm actually going to although a lot of people do then kind of wear it for shock value or for like fashion value you know down the street that way but it's not necessarily how the end customer is going to going to wear it. Have you ever worked with an interior designer or a decorator or anybody with any of your houses? No. I'd love to though. I would love to. Oh, would to. you? Yeah, yeah, I would love to. 
Oh. I'd love to have somebody just to come in and go, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? But I also think like I'm always very limited by my budget. You know, I, I have mm. my budget very first and foremost in my mind and that ends up kind of hampering me. Not because like you obviously have to consider your budget, but I think somebody else would kind of come in and say, this is the vision. Now here's how you're going to get there. Whereas I start more with like, how am I going to get there versus the vision in a house, you know? I know what you mean. I often think I would like someone to come in and do that with my paintings. And I also think I would love someone to come in back to the kitchen appliances and organize my kitchen. I would absolutely love somebody to come in and curate my art. I would absolutely love that. So mom talked about when she was working at the, um, where did she work at? HeTech. So yeah. government offices. Yeah, like I think it's now QQI. QQI, exactly. And it's part of the government, right? Like it's part of, part of the civil service, right? And they had a, you know, professional curator come in because they have a lot of art that belongs to the government or that belongs to the state or whatever, but it, that is displayed in these offices and it rotates or it goes up and goes down and moves to different offices. I obviously don't know the details. Somebody can feel free to correct me. Um, but they had a curator come in and mom was just fascinated. Like I was fascinated listening to her talk about, you know, how the curator um, spoke about how she made or he or she made choices, why they made the choices, like why they hung certain things together or didn't, what the lighting was, etc. Like and it just was amazing. Like, I, I would love to have that thought process. I often think about it when I go to like museums or galleries and just kind of go, why this and that? You know, you see things that are, you might see a wall filled with paintings and then you see one wall with like one tiny portrait. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's really interesting. Like, and I wonder how, I suppose to work at a gallery, I've always just assumed that you would do like history of art, maybe fine art. To do something like that where you're creating art around someone's house or around someone's office, I'm like, is that an interior design job? Is that like architecture slash fine art slash like I wonder what the career path is to getting there it's very interesting slash good taste and sense of balance well actually back to my favorite podcast celebrity memoir book club they were talking about taste recently and like the difference between taste and style and the importance of knowing your own taste and it was interesting I think it was on their patreon they had a long discussion about it they their patreon episodes are two hours long it's mad I love you very long but I have other things I need to be doing I don't. I'd happily sit here and chat to you for two hours. Sure, once we stop talking, well, I was about to say, when you we hang up. you got a cramp in your hand after 10 minutes. You'll I do have to hold the mic. My, yeah, but I mean, I'd be happy once we stop, once we stop recording. I'll happily stay here for two hours and chat to you, no problem. So back to the kitchen appliances. So I look around my kitchen. I'll just, I'll just do some vision casting for you. Visualize this, if you will. Um, white kitchen, uh, quartz countertops, a silver toaster that drives me mad for reasons best known to itself like the poor toaster has never done me any wrong it works very well several years later four slices four slices family of six I hate it I'd like to put it in the drawer myself why it drives me mad on the countertop when it's not being oh, used oh just because it's ugly like. I would like to be able to press a button and do that thing that people can do with their TVs where it just the countertop opens up and it just slides underneath I was underneath. just about to say why has nobody ever made a toaster that's like just four slots on the counter do you know what I mean so you just pop your toaster into these slots and it's the toaster's underneath That'd be handy. Take that off. That's a brilliant business idea. We'll do it now. (laughs) Absolutely genius. Well, I've seen people who've who've done it with their mixers. That their mix that like the the blender goes like like a little elevator goes down. Yeah. Like I've I think I've seen a few seventies houses that have had that. That's all I want. I want my entire countertop to just sink down with the bread maker, the mixer, not the kettle because I use that probably every ten minutes, the soda stream, (laughs) the what else do I have out there? 
The fucking kitchen roll holder that drives me to drink. What kitchen roll holder do you have? The just like a big dildo? Just yeah, just no rosemary. It's called a wooden baton, and it's just like sticking up, <laughs> and it drives me mad. Okay, what else? The the Nespresso maker. Do you hate? You probably get rid of that. It's kind of broken, isn't it? What does anybody still use it? Dad, dad uses it all the time. Dad. No, I could probably take it off the counter. Oh yeah. Um. But then the the thing that annoys me most, taking it in and out of the press, is the stupid, well, the air fryer is one. But, oh, the stupid crock pot. All these things, like, I actually need, do you know what I need to do? I need to empty out all of the presses that are waist height, make them half the depth they are, and just put all these appliances in there and have them live there. That's where you live, little appliance. You shall not be moving. Plugs shall be behind you and you shall function in the press. That'd be unhygienic. Oh, that seems like a fire hazard. Yeah, well, maybe that's why when I see these pictures, which I shall root out and we can put on the on the Instagram, they have a counter space in front of them. So maybe like you've stocked them back in there, but then you can pull oh, them out. Oh, you slide out the drawer, like you slide oh. out the shelf. No, I was just thinking you lift up your thing and pull it out, right? Oh, well, I was thinking if it was a cabinet door that opened, you could slide oh. out the shelf. Nice, Rosemary. We're basically doing a fantastic version in our minds here of Kurt Russell in Overboard. Oh, I'd love that wardrobe. You're Kurt and I'm Goldie. Fine. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You're the abuser. And the very questionable, like very, very <laughs> dodgy. You're the kidnapper, basically. The with, kidnapper, the abuser. And the kidnapper with the mullet. Oh, I was thinking again yesterday, should I get a shag haircut? I shouldn't. I mean, I know I shouldn't. You can get a shag. Do not cut your fringe. That's what I was thinking. No, you cannot. I feel like you need a fringe for a shag. Anyway, so that's what I would like. So anyway, on the ca- on the counter, I have the toaster. We've gone through that. I then have... The black plissé kettle from Alessi. And that was a mistake, right? Because I have a white blender, which I wish wasn't white. I wish I had purchased a pink blender. I wish everything in my kitchen was pink. And actually, back to Maud Apatow in her kitchen, this is what I was going to say. She had a pink kitchen. And I thought to myself, you know, I know millennial pink is passé, but there's something very relaxing it's and still nice about still being nice. around pink. I've shown Brandon a few pictures of, there was actually one I saw the other day on Pinterest that was gorgeous that had upstairs they had painted their doors either like a really really bright yellow or a really bright millennial pink and it was gorgeous and I was showing them, we're, we're not doing that oh I was like it was so nice but I've often thought I can't paint everything pink because because like I live with boys and they're going to think that's too girly and I would say actually if I'm the one that does most of the cooking I shouldn't care what anybody else thinks about my pink kitchen but I'm not so I don't even get to say that I'm surprised by you now and this gender colour I know. I mean, anybody can like pink, but the boys are of an age where they're like, that's real girly. You know what I mean? Well, you need to take out your colour history book and show them that pink was originally a boy's colour. Yeah, I know. And you need to tell them that the reason it was a boy's colour is because it was extremely expensive to make. So that's why it was a boy's colour. Oh, fuck's sake. Yeah. And that over time, as it became less expensive, it migrated to girls who had been coveting it because they weren't allowed to have it. And now girls, then it they became... They only got it when it was cheap. Yeah. and That's a disgrace. And now girls, I don't know why it became synonymous with girls, but it did in a marketing, no doubt. It was marketed to girls as a girl's colour. And now it's considered a girl. And you can, re- you can reclaim it, Rosemary. As a fully masculine colour, strong men wear pink. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. 
real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So when you were recently replacing your kettle, did you look at any pink kettles if you want pink or do you feel like now it's too late and everything needs to be black or white? You know what I mean? I think it's probably too late because you see also, I now I have some pink Le Creuset. So this then, it starts to extend then into the plates and the and the cookware because then you have the cookware up on the counter and you go, oh, I have like a, a hodgepodge of Le Creuset. I had a red. Then I was like, no, I really want pink. I need to start buying the pink, right? So I started buying the pink. I have two Le Creuset pinks. You have some lilacs as well, don't you? Everything else is stainless steel. You bought me a lilac. No, you bought that for Don. The lilac caraway pot. Whatever. Oh, that's uh, pink, isn't it? The mm. Oh, yeah, always it's a pan. dusty pink. Yeah, the always pan. It's actually very good. And then mom bought me multicolored mixing bowls and I... Oh, do you hate accepted. them? No, I also have lots of white things and I feel like that's neutral and doesn't... doesn't doesn't bash in my pink but then I just realised I bought green pots there recently so maybe green and pink is my colour scheme anyway back to the kettle but white is like a neutral you can have it all the time so anyway I was going to replace the plissé kettle with the white plissé kettle I was like that's what I should have done all along white plissé kettle should have bought a white fucking espresso it's black too why is everything black I think I think Don bought some of these things and I think that I started buying black to be in keeping with the black that he had purchased but I hate black it's yeah. like I don't know why I bought the black air fryer. And the air fryer is massive and it being black, it just makes it seem it's so just, imposing. It just feels very, like it doesn't spark joy in me. And I need joy sparked on a regular basis because life's already you tough do enough. very high maintenance. So anyway, I was going to buy the white police kettle and then next thing you know, an Amazon box arrived and Don, delighted with himself, produced a very chic tea kettle, I have to say. It is very chic. It's and quite small. It's quite small. It needs to be refilled all the time. It has a very fancy tr- thermometer function that makes it quite dangerous and it heats up. And what I really don't like about kettles is I need them to not heat up on the it's outside. It's hot on the outside, yeah. yeah. That's, I will say about my Drew Barrymore kettle. It does not heat up on the outside. It has a like, touch screen, like touch buttons, and you can heat it up. You can heat boiling water. You can heat it for like, it has different buttons for oolong tea, for Earl Grey. And then it has, you can heat it to like, I don't know whatever like 100 degrees whatever that is in in Celsius so it's actually quite clever I am actually thick I've just realised the whole time you're talking I'm like what is this kettle 
then when you start talking about it, I'm like, oh, that kettle. The kettle in <laughs> the my kettle. kitchen. The kettle you know well. That's actually a very good kettle. Now, I have to say. $30. Potentially too many buttons on it because it's a bit I know. too complicated. I know. You just want, like, I want, I'd like an option to make none of them light up except for the power and the boil. And that's fine. And the other thing about that kettle is that if you don't switch it off, it keeps the water on the boil for, I think it's 10 or 15 minutes. So it's kind of annoying that like, you make that. a cup of tea. You would actually, actually love that. Love that by the I time you finish cup one, it'd be boiled again for cup two. Absolutely, I should buy that. Well, I thought that I would buy... So the Please Say Kettle from Alessi also didn't heat up on the outside. It was very thick plastic material, whatever it is. Because didn't I buy you a nice pink one that does heat up on the outside? You had to put oh, it yeah. downstairs. Had to put it away. However, I've only had this kettle for... I was going to say a year. It might be two years. I wouldn't say. Maybe a year and a half. I think it's since the pandemic because I bought a few when I lived with you. I'm talking about the black one. The black... Please say one. The pl- yeah, yeah, but you bought that right after I bought oh, you the yeah. pink one. Well, it was ex- like $120 or something. It's expensive. And it just stopped working. Like it just stopped heating the water. I mean, though it be only two years old, I would say in your house it gets the use of a 10-year-old kettle in anyone else's American house. How dare you. Do you well, know, you know I, mean, I was though? thinking if I was a really good American, I would have written back and complained. And oh, I think 100%. I actually, you would have got your money back. I don't know what I did with it. I have to go and find it. You probably, you probably put it in the skip, no? I, I did not. Um, we see Don replaced it because he replaced it with the new kettle. So I'll ask him what he did. Is that he probably did throw it out? I'd say, but if he hadn't, you're you probably not supposed to throw them out. You're probably supposed to dispose of them. Like, oh, you're right. Well, in Ireland, it's the wee, the wasty electronic, and something, something. So you can bring it to your local. Yeah. Like, there's a a wee center. There was one down in Fairview that I used to bring my stuff to. Well, I'll go home and see where it is and what I can do with it. Anyway, so in my dream kitchen, my dream kitchen is now pink. It wasn't pink this morning, but it's now pink. It's my current kitchen is white. Everything would be pink. But you see, I don't think I want pink appliances on top of pink kitchen. I'd have everything would be white. Wait, are the cabinets pink? Yeah. And all your appliances are white? Yeah. Gotcha. Love it. Heaven. That would be very nice. There'd be some oranges with little leaves sitting randomly around the countertop. Oh, for God's sake. I was like, what little leaves? <laughs> There's a woman I follow on Instagram who actually has, she bought an old Georgian house, I think she's in England, and has been redoing it like room by room. And she repainted her kitchen cabinets and did, I think the bottom are green and the top are pink. And it's actually lovely. It's like the colour of that new cookware you want. The kind of sage green, like light sage green and then a dusty pink. It's actually lovely. I'm sure it's lovely, but I don't personally love two-tone kitchens. I feel like they oh. look very dated very quickly. Oh, well, that's bitchy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yours is going to be tonally different, right? Or is it two totally different colours? No, I was thinking of doing like a sage green and an off-white, but now you've put me off. Oh. But I just, you know what? The, the main problems with my kitchen are the countertop, the gross, like why would anybody choose this like gross beige and grey and brown marble effect crap and then the backsplash which is a totally different range of gross colours like there's kind of a, a, a mauve and a grey mauve and it's they're just hard they don't go together and they're both horrible okay we're going to have to get going on your kitchen and do this as a project that we can post online for for, for people That'd to track the pros yeah and I want to we're also going to do the mar, the marble painting of your countertop because I get Are this we? yeah because we have nothing to lose yeah you're right well see the problem is the cat I really don't know how we're going to keep the cat off the counter because you have to leave it for a week to cure. We'll figure it out. Okay. Um, and then I'm dying to use these peel and stick tiles. I don't know if you can stick them on top of tiles. I think you can. I think you can, but people there are people have been saying like varying degrees, especially if the kitchen gets oily or gets wet, that they just start peeling up off the tiles. So that's why I've been thinking that I'll have to actually just remove the tile. Mm. 
I don't think so. Listen, the thing is, you put them on, they start to peel up, you take them off, you still have tiles underneath. It's I suppose fine. you're right. I suppose right? you're right. It's grand. And they're probably, partly, I think sometimes, you know, you think you need to change everything. Sometimes you change one thing, it makes everything else look better by comparison. I'll tell you now, it's going to have to be two things. Okay. The backsplash and the countertop, they're both going to have to go. Okay, and the pre- Nothing and the is going to make either of them. Okay. Well, the cupboards, I'm like, if the backsplash on the counter were beautiful, you could probably live with the very dark hmm. cupboards. Do you know what I mean? I, I would like the cupboards to be lighter, but I think if the countertop, but I would like to do a butcher block countertop, but I don't know if I'm ever going to have like three grand and that's what I want to do with it. I see. Well, more to come on this <laughs> kitchen initiative, this ki- kitchen initiative. Thank you all so much for listening to Not Without My Sister. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash notwithoutmysister. Email us notwithoutmysister at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at notwithoutmysister. And yeah, get in touch anytime, anyway. Let us know what you think, what you like, what you don't like. And leave us a five-star review anywhere and everywhere you get podcasts. And tell us what you think about how you approach appliances for your own kitchen. Yeah, do, do you, you just buy them all matching? Yeah, like, or do you just, I was going to say, do you just buy things willy-nilly? Nobody does that. Do people give kitchen appliances as wedding gifts anymore? Probably not if you already live together, right? Answer us. Yeah, let us know. Fill us in. Burning questions. Bye. Bye. Not Without My Sister is recorded in studio in Fort Wayne by Don Kirkland, who also wrote our theme tune, and the original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.